Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring jewels to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, nonprofits, donors, sponsors, volunteers, the community, and abroad. Please join me every other Tuesday at noon on BBS Radio, All Roads, 65 Max. My special guest today is Dr. Drayvon James, is the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, a company that empowers women to use everything that they to show up their lives, in their lives, I'm sorry, good, bad, or otherwise to reach their next level of greatness. Dr. Drayvon James is a transformation specialist using her everyday peace philosophy to coach women on how to master goal attainment. At last, thank you for this interview chance, Dr. James, and welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. (laughs) So where are you? uh, You're in Chicago currently, right? I'm from Chicago. I'm okay. currently in Baltimore, Maryland area, though. Okay. And how is the weather out there? Windy. I could be in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Today is extremely windy. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. It is gusty outside yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, it was storming. It just now let up out here. So I'm happy about that because normally I go out and run and I'm like, oh, not today. I think I'll just, you know, do some home exercises. (laughs) Are you in the Chicago area? No, I'm in California. Right out of San Francisco, East Bay. Mm -hmm. But we've been having really terrible weather here. Yeah, it's been difficult here. Yes. Well, thank you again. I'm going to get right to it. Dr. Drayvon James, you are the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy. Tell me about that work you do. Okay, so yeah, um, I actually, it says it all, next step. Oh my gosh, Is it, it seems like for women, we're always looking at what's next, right? Whether it's, you know, just stepping into womanhood or stepping into motherhood or stepping into wifehood, whatever you're doing, we're always looking at what's next. And to be purposeful in that journey and make sure that we're keeping what I call the main thing, the main thing. And that is us. There there will be no next step if it weren't for us and our contribution that we're making. So Next Step Leadership Academy is focused on helping women develop their leadership skills um, using what I call everyday peace, right? Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality the whole self to decide for ourselves, what is our next step? What is in our um, best interest? Because when we move in that type of energy, that authentic energy, it benefits not only us, but our children, our spouses, our family members, the community at large and the world at large. So understanding how how to make those uh, decisions for our next step and using a, a lot of leadership skills in doing so. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Dr. Drayvon James, you say the only way out is in. Dare some honest, bare naked clarity, I should say, (laughs) to find your way out of the emotional mess you're, you're in. Please elaborate because that is totally important to me. I know I wasn't at one point of time, I was in an emotional mess from going through challenges and obstacles. And I am a firm believer that sometimes in order for you to move forward, you have to move away. Because sometimes that you go through some of the the toxicity that in where you are, then in order to heal, you need everything new. Can you elaborate? 
<laughs> I love that you just said that because for some people, everything new, that level of change is so scary that they will not embrace that. But I'll tell you, I wrote a book called Freedom is Your Birthright. And there's a passage or a section in that book where I talk about um, just the only way, you know, you got to go through it um, to get to the other side of it. And, and when I was going through challenges in my life, and we're always, you know, in, in some degree of dealing with life, which has challenges as part of the beauty of it. But I had a particular friend who would say to me all of the time, I say, oh, I'm going through this. And she'll say, oh, keep on going. Because when you get to the other side, you're going to shine like a new money. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I got to tell you, that was both comforting to me and scary. Because one, I was comforted because I felt like, well, she really believes in me. She really thinks that I can do this, that I can really, you know, come out successful through whatever challenges is. And the other part of me was just like, like a little girl uh, curled up in a corner. Like, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to face this. I just want someone or something, just make it go away. I don't want to deal with it. And I realized that the sooner that I was able to soothe that little girl inside of myself and, and remind her that we have done bigger things, sweetheart, we will oh, be yeah. okay right? And get her all shored up and comforted and hold her hand and my inner child, my inner my little girl. And I would march through that um, with all of my femininity intact and, and who I am as a woman, because you're absolutely right. There are times we have to say, you know what, I'm going to need a moment. Yeah. And I'm going to need a moment to myself to regroup, but knowing that I'm not going to put my head in the sand, I'm not going to refuse to call a thing, a thing. If you guys know that expression, right? It is right. what it is. I'm going to be able to give myself the permission to look at it straight on, to acknowledge my emotions about it, right? To be able to say, this is what, this is what I see. This is what I feel. This is what I would like to see. And this is what I would like to feel. Then look at that and examine and say, now, where's the gap? How, how big is the gap? Uh, what do I need to do to change things to get to where to get to the feeling that I enjoy seeing what I want to see. So going through that process and knowing that, yeah, parts of it are going to feel like just pain. Parts of it are going to feel sometimes sad and lonely. And that's okay. Those are human emotions. We are meant to experience them all. They will not stay forever if we decide to face them head on. Wow. That is so true. I'm with you on that, doctor. Your journey had began in poverty on the south side of Chicago. Tell me a little bit about that because you had dreamed of having a career on stage. Yeah. So I always <laughs> tell people that, you know, as when, when I was younger and, you know, with my mom and on the south side of Chicago, my brother and sister, I don't necessarily know that I knew the concept of poverty, right? Okay. Because mm -hmm. it was just life. It was just life. It wasn't always easy. It, it definitely wasn't filled with a lot of material love. There was love from my mom, who was, I always tell people, she she was the type of person who she had, a, we lost her recently, but she she was uh, loving, but she was stern. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I have one. <laughs> I have one too. <laughs> and I appreciate that because she did not allow for excuses. You know, she didn't allow for you to say, oh, because I don't have this, I can't do this. You know, you know, it was always, oh, well, this is the situation. Now let's see what I can do with that. Let's right. see how I can make this work. And that's how she, and I don't think that's uncommon for a lot of people who grow up in um, poverty, maybe especially in my community, you learn how to make do with what you have and, you know, you get on to the next level, but you have to make your mind up about the thing. You have to decide that, this is not going to be the end of me. And that was my, that was my story growing, growing up on the South side of Chicago um, in poverty. You know, uh, my, my dad passed away when I was very, very young. And my mom raised three children who were all successful in their own right because of this woman's mindset. But one of the, one of the most wonderful things I can remember about my childhood, I tell people they can't believe it, is that I went to church on Saturday, all day Saturday, and I went to church all day Sunday. And um, as a child, I just thought that was just torture. Uh, my mom <laughs> went to a new age, um, new, new thought church on Saturday and a, um, gosh, I was called Holy Roller, but you guys are no um, sanctified church uh, on Sunday, mm. which is all day too. And okay. so 
it it helped to frame me a lot. Now, who would have known? You know, I talk about peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, the whole thing. Who right. would have known all those years ago that the hearing of that teaching, which seems so similar and so redundant in my mind, but the hearing of it on every day, every Saturday, every Sunday, was going to help frame the way I viewed the world. So when I say it was poverty, it was poverty and money only. You know, I had great instruction. I had I had great love. Beautiful. That's good to hear. Yes. I love the statement you had made, relinquish your right to be bitter. Oh, this was, oh, I was like, hey, man, to that. <laughs> I do understand. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's okay. I do understand. Again, when you have experienced trauma, you have to be honest with self first about being bitter. In your opinion, why would you say it's okay to be bitter? Well, I think it's okay to 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 feel your truth, right? Okay. Um, I think you know a, a lot of times. I, I know, especially for little girls um, and boys too. Like I remember people saying, you know, oh, man up, you know, don't don't, you know, whatever's good. Little boys are going through, and for girls too, it's just, it's not ladylike to express anger over right. something of that nature you would just want to be um ladylike and just smile through that and, and while that has its place i think if i can't within myself um be honest with what i'm feeling and teach my clients to be honest with what with what they are feeling i know that feeling would just be like a little seed that continues to grow and grow and grow and grow inside of us but if i look at it head on and say okay i am angry about this. I feel this was an injustice. I feel that, you know, it's painful. And then allow myself that, you know, acknowledgement, but in that same breath to say, but I choose to forgive. There is so much power in that, meaning that this event nor the perpetrator of this event have any power to enslave me in it. I choose to forgive. I take my power back. I choose to forgive because absolutely we've all heard that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and asking and thinking that the other person is going to die because of it. Absolutely not. We know that's not true. We're not children. We're adults. So I I make the choice, the powerful choice that only I can make to forgive the event, forgive the person who I believe wronged me. Because remember this, Pamela, none of us knows what anything means. That whatever that thing that we believe wronged us, we could live long enough to find out that was the best thing that could have ever happened. We don't know. Go ahead and forgive (laughs) that and live our good life. That is so true. But wouldn't you think that, okay, for myself, like I'm planning on moving because just a lot of challenges and obstacles that I have gone through here in my community. And I know that right now I have forgiven. I have moved on, but I I really feel that I I want something different. I want a different atmosphere. I want to surround myself with uh, like-minded individuals such as yourself. I need women that, I mean, I can look at you doctor and say, she can understand me because I'm trying and I want to excel in life and I want to help others. And I come to find a lot of women don't see things that way. And so I come to the conclusion that I'm just not in that environment. Yeah. Is that okay to feel that way? Absolutely. You said something in the very beginning about making the decision to 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 move on. Sometimes you need separation, right? And so yeah. there's a way to do that, right? It, you, I, you move towards something Mm-hmm. Not run from something, right? right. So you're absolutely. On, I'm not running from it. I, I'm not. I'm not hiding from it. Right. I've chosen to take the good because there was some good. Yeah. I've chosen to take the good. I've chosen to forgive those things that I felt hurt me, and I'm now moving towards something with all of the jewels that I got from this experience. I'm moving towards something. When you move in that energy, that's relinquishing your right to be bitter because we could all I mean if we were to sit down 
for 20 minutes, we'd have a mile long list of all the things and people who yeah, have man. wronged us, right? Right. And we can say, you know what, this is why I can't, this is why I can't love. This is why I can't trust. This is why I can't open up. It's only hurting us. That's only hurting our Absolutely. lives. You no, know, because this happened, this is the reason that I love harder. This is the reason that I, that I embrace vulnerability. I know how important it is because I learned it from that situation where I was not shown love. I was not shown forgiveness. I know how important those things are. That's why I embrace it now. Yes. Speak. Yes. Your statement, lean into conflict to strengthen your relationship. Tell me about that. Now that's a hard one because I got to tell you <laughs> No, when I say that, people are always like, what do you mean lean into conflict? But I honestly do mean lean into conflict. And I am what I would consider the quintessential peacekeeper. I, you know, if I could just make it right, I don't, you know, they say, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> but, but what I have learned from living and studying and coaching and just is that if we believe that we can close our eyes to a challenge and the challenge will just go away. We are so wrong. What happens when we don't address issues is they tend to fester and they tend to grow and they tend to mushroom into something that they didn't have to do, mushroom into if we had just addressed it in the beginning. And so oftentimes we are afraid to lean into conflict because we don't know what we're going to find down that dark alley. But I can tell you this, that if you lean in with a sincere heart, to learn and more than more than a sincere uh, a desire to be understood, lean in wanting to understand and to learn, right? And be totally vulnerable with what you are experiencing. This again, one of my, my favorite phrases, this is what I see, this is what I would like to see. Now, Tell me how you yeah. So let's touch on that because you say be vulnerable. Now I am. The kind of woman I have a I have a very huge heart, and I'm very giving. And I was vulnerable, but I feel that that is what got me like caught up in different things. So now I'm like very protective of my heart, and I do have somewhat of a shield up because I don't want that experience any longer, or experience that anymore. So is that just, I, is that normal? Pamela, I cannot tell you the number of women who, I mean, you expressed it so elegantly, but the number of women who say the same thing, you know, my vulnerability is what got me here. Mm -hmm. and me opening up my heart and letting people in and being so disappointed. And I understand I, that is my story too, right? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, we could all sit down in the, in the amen corner on that, right? right? But I can tell you that if we desire to live a full life, mm -hmm. a full happy life and get all of the gifts and all the jewels that we have been promised in this journey, it will take vulnerability. And yes, there is a risk of being disappointed, right? There is that risk. But uh, a phrase that my sister taught me a long time ago that I always try to keep in the uh, forefront of my mind, and she's a social worker, and she says this phrase all the time, let the sin not be yours. That means that if somebody <laughs> does you, you'd rather be the person getting done so-called wrong than the person who's doing somebody wrong, right? Right. Because I'm mature enough I'm secure enough and confident enough to forgive you, or for, you know, to forgive the offense, right? And wow. and to and to allow that experience to help me grow as an individual. I don't want to be the type of woman, and I don't want my clients nor anyone else to be the type of woman who closes down, shrinks up, and becomes like a clam, not letting good things in. Because in order for good things to come in, we got to be open. Right. We've got to so be open. But here is the thing. Every time we experience that disappointment, our resiliency muscle gets stronger if we practice these techniques of forgiving, practice the technique of accepting, of, of, of um, you know, not being bitter. If we start practicing that, our resilience is faster. So we see that thing say, oh my goodness, that did hurt. I wish that hadn't happened, but it did. I forgive that person. This is what I've learned from that. And 
keep shining, keep staying open because there's a, there's a great situation around the corner waiting for us. We don't want to be closed off to that just because this situation over here went sour. Yeah, absolutely. You have your live weekly show, Unity Online Radio. You are a coach on the Cyrus XM Road Dog Trucking Show and an actress whose career credits include a recurring role on HBO's acclaimed, my favorite show, I used to watch The Wire. How do you lead women to victory having doing all of those things? Well, you know, I tell people that I am a transformational specialist, and I mean that. And you could tell by reading that bio. And by the way, Unity um, Online Radio has closed. So now I'm on uh, Mind, Body, Spirit podcast uh, station. But uh, I do mean that, that uh, I I have the ability, you know, I, I know it comes through studying, but it comes through having lived a life with a lot of challenges on it and being blessed to be interested to study life. But I will take a dream and make it manifest in my life. I'm committed to that. I'm committed to teaching women how to do that. You say, oh, these are not obstacles. These are not stumbling blocks. These are stepping stones, mindset change. Understanding that there's this, you know, I understood the assignment, absolutely. Um, when I'd set and say, okay, this is something that I'm interested in. It doesn't mean I need to be interested in it for the rest of my life. It does mean I'm interested in it right now. Let me chart a pathway to that. Let me transform my mindset so that I can obtain that, so I can have that experience. And that really is what life is. Life is as small or as big as we want it to be. We make that determination. Absolutely. Good point. You are the author of Freedom is Your Birthright, as you stated earlier. Tell me a little bit about your book. Oh, yeah. So that's the book that I didn't know I was going to write. <laughs> um, so I was at, at that at the point that I wrote that book, I wanted to um, I was going through a hardship. I, I call it the trifecta of pain. Um, my marriage of over 20 years was ending. Uh, quite to my surprise. And um, I had got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and I lost my job all in the same year. Oh. And, and so um, the day that I decided to start writing out um, just notes, things that I wanted to share with clients and things of that nature. And I was taking inventory of just what I was feeling. Drayvon, what are you feeling? And I realized I felt okay. I was disappointed, obviously, about a lot of things, and right. I was scared about a lot of things, right? And at the time, I had two young children, and but inside of me, I honestly felt okay. Yeah. I felt like yeah. this too shall pass. I, honestly, I can say in my life, I had never experienced all three of those things at one time. Right. But, but I knew, um, I just had this calm about me, and... I wanted to share with people as easily as possible how to get to a place in your life where your happiness is not controlled by external things. Because if that's the case, you'll always be chasing it. Yeah, that is so true. You know, I wrote my book as well. I am the I am a award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. And when I wrote this book, it's just all about me, my journey, the obstacles and challenges I had gone through, but also all the nuggets that I had attained along the way. And I share that with my girls right now because I'm trying to get them to understand that challenges and obstacles is just part of life. And it's what we want to accept and to come to reality and take responsibility for and to move forward, just as you stated. And my book is very, very interesting. And I have really gotten some really great reviews, but I'm so proud of myself because I never thought that I could write a book, to be honest with you. But once I got to writing and I was really focused, and I was like just... Yes, this happened, this happened, but how did I handle those challenges and obstacles? And 
the gold nuggets were really, really great. So thank you for sharing about that. Yeah, and thank you for sharing about your book too. And I love the fact you said you're very proud of yourself because your your being proud of yourself is the most important person on the planet who can be proud of you. You know, a thousand other people could say, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And until you feel it for yourself, it really has no meaning at all. Oh, absolutely. I look at my uh, little glass award and I'm like, God, I with all the things I do. And all the hats I wear. But I'm telling you, this book had taken me over to the top because that was a, a accomplishment that I took everything that I have gone through and on this journey towards success. And I put it all in this book and I was done. There it is right there. So I feel good about that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So what do you think about post-traumatic is a disorder that is caused by depression? It is a mental and emotional disturbance, and it takes time to overcome, to overcome such trauma. How can someone use their power to live every day with peace and achieve their next level of greatness in life and business, in your opinion? That's a great question. And I have to say that I, I have my doctorate degree in pharmacy, and I've been in healthcare for over three decades. And whenever I talk about um, things such as that, I always want to first acknowledge that there are chemical imbalances within the body that can trigger certain responses and that um, it is always a good idea to seek some type of professional um, assistance just to find out, hey, what, what is this? Because there's also the blues that we experience. So we all know about that, you know, but wow. then there could be something else more clinical and that you may want to get some assistance with. So it, so that aside, you know, that is a, that's important to say for our listeners because sometimes you do need some assistance and there is, ap- that is self-love. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No shame, no anything about that. That is, that is a highest form of self-love. But in addition to that, there are things that we can do whether we are suffering from any type of clinical um, emotional uh, distress or the occasional blues, there are things that we can do that put us in a better position to deal with the stresses of life and the disappointments and all those things and and the trauma and drama that occurs. And one of the uh, things that I love to talk about is gratitude. Gratitude is something that is often overlooked because it seems like it just can't be that effective because it's way too easy. Believe me, it is a gift from the universe. You're right. It is very easy and it is very effective. And so when I work with my clients, what we, we do a lot of different um, things to put ourselves in a great space so that yes. we can receive things and it can go through our filter and be filtered properly. And one of the things we work on is an active gratitude card. I call it active gratitude card because I want you to get emotionally charged as you're doing it. Pay attention to, you know, your facial expressions, how you're feeling your belly, the thoughts that are going through your head. And so first thing in the morning or whenever is most convenient for you, but I do find this works um, great first thing in the morning is I have a little index card. I got some here, just a regular little index card. And I Mm -hmm. write on one side of the index card, three things that I am grateful for that happened yesterday. Yes. Three things that I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. There is a reason for that. It's because our mind likes to not stay in the present moment. It loves drifting back to the past, either because there's some pain back there that we can dwell on or the past, we view it as in the good old days when I was Mrs. This and I had this and you right. know, whatever it is, our brain likes to go back to the past. But because I believe that the brain is just a tool, we're supposed to use it as like a hammer in somebody's hand. And if you're a skilled crafts person, you um, direct your, your tool. So I'll tell my brain what it can focus on in the past. Here are the three things from yesterday. If you need to go back to the past to dwell on something, these are the three things we're dwelling on. That's it. Now, on the other side of that um, active gratitude card, I put three things that I'm grateful for 
that are that for today that haven't happened yet because it's first thing in the morning, right? And I write down this. That's what I call my intention. Again, because the brain loves to dwell in the past and the future. So when it starts getting scared about, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with my job. I don't know what's going to happen with these kids. I said, mm, you're thinking about the future. Here's the three things you can think about in regards to the future. And they're on that card. I carry the card with me everywhere. And I go to work. I tape it to my um, computer <laughs> at work, on my computer. I snatch it off, throw it in my bag when I'm going. Because I know my brain. I know the brains of most of us. It's, gonna, it's going to it's prone to wonder, right? The right. past and the future, right? And that gets us stuck in this loop of pain, right? You know, um, the, the great author who wrote about the pain bodies, but it's just so true um, that our mind is sort of like, it, it, it likes that. It likes to dwell in these places, these dark alleyways. And I right. said, oh, no, we're going to shine the light of awareness on that. So that's a great tool that I'd offer to people to do that. Again, it also to use your breath. If you pay attention, a lot of times we are holding our breaths. I started paying attention way back in the eighties and how often I was actually clenching my fingers together, my uh, fists together, um, trying to self, self-soothe, self-protect and holding my breath. The worst thing you can do is to hold your breath. You want to breathe deep belly breaths, right? Filling that yes. belly up and exhaling deeply so that the belly pushes back to the spine. That cleanses and gets everything positive, all that energy moving so it doesn't get stuck inside of you. Again, right. it sounds too easy to be true, to be um, true. But if you look at all the apps that are out there for calming, you'll be, all of them focus on breath. So get a breathing rhythm where you're paying attention, get a gratitude practice, you'll find, and, and thoroughly, I would I could not leave this out. Whatever type of movement you can do, you, I'm not talking about running a marathon, I'm not even talking about walking a mile. If you can walk from one room to the next room, if you can wiggle your fingers for five minutes a day, whatever type of movement you can do consistently, movement helps to improve our whole hormonal system, our endorphins, all that neurotransmitters in the brain. So commit to some type of movement. It will help to move that trauma through you, help give, clear your mind so you can get a new perspective on it. There's more than one way to see everything. I promise you that. I do agree. I am doing yoga. And yoga, I love yoga. I remember... About three years ago, I went to a yoga class, but I, I was in the wrong class. And, you know, all the women were a little older, but they was all in this space. And I was like, well, um, how, how can I get there? But I come to find that hot yoga and more balance in my life, I feel so good. And I, I lost weight. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. And I come to find that yoga is not just a mental um, calmness that we need in life, but also physically. Here I am running three, you know, maybe a mile three to four times out of the week. But nothing like yoga. I stop really running unless I just want to get a breath of fresh air. But I do yoga and I am so relaxed. I got everybody yeah. doing yoga now. <laughs> when you stress, let's do yoga. <laughs> that's right. Yoga, Tai Chi, those things are so good for moving the energy that's stuck inside of us, not serving us the way we want it to. I concur 100%. If you haven't <laughs> tried yoga, try yoga. I love yoga. And you're right, being in the right class is so important. So if you tried it and you didn't like it, go to a different class, keep trying it. You'll, you'll, hit, you'll hit something that you really like. Absolutely. I do agree. Dr. James, in your opinion, what is healthy boundaries to you? And I ask this question because I believe in healthy boundaries and I discuss this with my girls, but everybody has a different opinion about healthy boundaries. What is yours? Well, the first thing I think healthy boundaries help need in order to be healthy is a strong sense of self-awareness. Yes. Right? Because mm -hmm. when you know who you are, mm -hmm. right? You'll know what serves you and what does not serve you. And you'll be able to say no to the things that don't serve you with love, yes. right? without being defensive, right? Without feeling as though you need to over explain, 
right? So the first step, I think, to healthy boundaries is having a good uh, self-awareness. And self-awareness is as simple as paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself starting to get frustrated and your words are coming out wrong and your temper is, stop it. Say, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Just that's it. And wait for an answer. You do it often enough, you'll hear some little girl from within you start to say, well, this happened. So, oh, I understand. Right. So that's a trigger. And I believe I am a firm believer. If, if you talk to one of my clients, they'll say, oh, she teaches us all to talk to ourselves. I do. <laughs> yes. Self-talk is so important. And until you become really, really good at it, you'll have to do some of that self-talk out loud. So I'm in my car as well before cell phones and stuff uh, became popular. Now I'm sure people next in the car beside probably said, she is crazy. Because <laughs> I'd be in my car asking myself questions. Well, how do you feel about that, Drayvon? And I just wait. And sometimes I'd have to wait the whole day for Drayvon to say, and say it hurts. Because again, we talked about being vulnerable earlier when you've right. been... Um, uh, disappointed and hurt, uh, you don't want to be vulnerable. So you don't want to say it, hurt, it hurts. It took it would take all day for me to admit to myself that, yeah, that hurt. My feelings are hurt. Right. But once I got past that and I'd ask another question, well, why does that hurt your feelings? And I keep drilling further and further down, ever so gently and softly, just waiting for the answer. Sometimes it'd be days before the answer came. But that self-awareness helped me to set boundaries. Say, oh, mm, this does not feel good. This is not right. And I don't need anybody else's to agree with me or anybody else's approval about that. That's a boundary for me. Yes. Right? So I, I encourage people, set boundaries. And, and guess what? It's it's not like you, you know, uh, putting up an iron fence. You may, you know, you, you may decide as you evolve as a person. Oh, that's not so bad. I, you know, I, I don't mind that. Now I can deal with that now. That's evolution of you. You can change your boundaries anytime you want to, but you got to have some first before you can change it. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. How can someone separate logic from emotion and explore new ways to experience happiness without someone else's opinion? Yeah. who goes to my website, you know, happiness is, is my thing for the year, becoming the happiest person that you know. And so while logic does have its place, but I'll tell people all the time, if you get into the, in, into the body, just, just start watching the body. The body does not lie. And so when you get that, you know, that gut feeling or that, you know, tingling on the back of your neck, just pay attention, pay attention. You don't have to have any, uh, put any intellect on say, oh, this means that the body will let you know what it means. And once I, once we get into a space and this takes practice and yoga is really good for this too, having you mm-hmm. be in the present moment. But once you start to get in a, in a space where you start to, I use you, I want to use I, because what, where I start to intellectualize and start making uh, an intellectual argument for something, I realize mm, I'm trying to convince myself that this is good, right? Mm. Don't do that. Don't do that, right? This is not, this is my life. This is not a, a, an academic class. This is my life. And so when we become that, that is really, that's, I call that next step um, awareness, but it's easy to get there when you decide that the person on the planet earth who knows the most about you is you. Stop judging her. Stop trying to reprimand her when you don't even know her. You got to have a relationship with her before you can start chastising her and you can never chastise her to success. Right? You can support her and love that interview and say, okay, here's where I think we could compromise a little bit. But you can't do any of that yet until you acknowledge those emotions. Pay attention to that feeling that we get in the body. The body does not lie. The mind, I wouldn't say it lies, but the mind can rationalize and you into doing some of the craziest things. You think, you sit back and say, why would I have done that? Right. Well, it's, I talked myself into it. <laughs> so true would you share how your pioneering work has developed from reading the book by norman vincent peels the power of positive thinking oh my goodness that book was given to me by my brother 
I had just graduated from high school. I was 17 years old, getting ready Mm -hmm. to go into my first year of pharmacy school. And over the summer, he gave me that book. It's a tiny little book, as most people know. If I say I read it 20 times, that's probably a lie. I may have read it more than that uh, before I left for college. But when I read that book, what it did for me is it opened up a part of me that said, this is what I want to do with my life. Now, I didn't, I'd never heard of an inspirational speaker or a motivational speaker. All thing I knew was preachers and teachers, right? And I told you, I went to church all day on Saturday. I went to church all day on Sunday. <laughs> so I was familiar with that world. But right. with it, that book, for me, empowered me. You know, he, and it was one of the things that I remember the most that stood out to me was making a decision that I could use words as my friend. He said, you know, pick a word. And I, my word was tranquility. Okay. Right? And let that bring me back to a center. So the power of positive thinking for me allowed me to really know that the mind was a tool. It right. was not meant to rule me. I was meant to use it. And so it, that was the beginning for me. Now, I got to tell you, when I first read that book, we started off this, our conversation talking about being born into poverty. I was 17 years old. I was wanting to go to pharmacy school. I was working two jobs at uh, uh, dry cleaners and then at a local drugstore. And I was working from 6 a.m. in the morning to midnight every day, seven days a week. And I was tired. And, you know, this little 17-year-old self of me, I really thought I was reading that book to discover how never to have a problem in my life. I was taking notes and writing down formulas. Right? <laughs> now, decades later, what I realized that uh, Nor- Norman Vincent Pill taught me how to overcome every yes. obstacle. That's what he was teaching. He wasn't teaching me. No one can teach you how to how to prevent every obstacle. Not all of them even have anything to do with you. I'm just, you know, part of the instrument used to teach somebody else a lesson. So, but what he, that book opened the doorway for me to discover on how to overcome every obstacle and how to turn every potential stumbling block into a stepping stone. Wow. Well, mine was Bob Proctor's book, Paradigm Shift. Mm-hmm. And at this time, when I was going through some challenges and obstacles, I read that book and I even met Bob Proctor and he had taken I mean, he started treating me like a daughter and helping me to grow from some of the things that I was taking to heart. You know how when you can love so hard and when something happened to you, you're just like, you're just, it's hard to really get over, right? Mm-hmm. So I read the book and I really understood about how to shift a lot of things that I was feeling inside that just wasn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. So that is what I put out in the universe and especially through my foundation as well. And I think that's good. Thank you so much for explaining that. So tell me, what is your proudest accomplishment? No, that's a big one. Um, Well, gosh, I could point to so many things. You know, you read my bio and the things that I have done in my life that I've wanted to do, but I think the biggest accomplishment, and and I'm big on reinventing myself and transforming myself, but I think my biggest accomplishment at this point in my life was um, reinventing myself after a 27-year marriage. You know, that's a big blow for women, right? Yes. Um, I tell people I was was married longer than I'd done anything in my life. I didn't know life outside of being married. And definitely having to um, to figure that part out really, really quickly and be okay, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and grow and, and make that determination um, that, okay, all right, this is new. I can do this. It's, it's even going to be good, right? <laughs> so I, this is my... I think if I had, and I I, I coach, I coach men too, but I coach a lot of women and I, and from hearing stories and having the privilege of them letting me into their lives, I real I didn't take it for granted when I was going through it, but I realized that may be my biggest accomplishment because that was huge for me. Absolutely. Um, But uh, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the woman who was able to say, what's next? Absolutely. Yes, I love it. 
It was very interesting when visiting your website and I had came across the free seven day mini course that you offer. What benefits would I achieve taking this course? Oh my goodness. Now we got a couple of them up there. They change them out so often. So which one did you see up there today? Uh, it was so many. It was just me wanting to know because I'm always wanting to learn and I'm always looking to achieve more within self. So I'll tell you what, because we, we as women, we like, uh, I know I do, I like to cook, so I like a recipe and how I can get from here to there. So I, what, I, what I work on when I put out mini courses is really transformation, real transformation. transformation. So if you take a mini course for, with me, what you're going to find is I get a definitive starting point and this is how we're going to track to the end. And it's okay. really, um, even though it's, it's goal oriented, but it's, I am also trying to, get women to focus on the whole right so we're looking yes. at self-confidence we're looking at self-esteem we're looking at goal setting as part of our whole package we may be goal setting because we're trying to achieve a weight goal or achieve a savings goal or achieve a relationship goal but in the end what we're doing is we we are training and, and developing new, new neural pathways in our brain so mm -hmm. that we are reinventing ourselves yes. closing the gap between where we are as women and where we want to be who we want to be what we want to be doing what are the life experiences that we want to have that's all in the that's, that's all takes a mindset shift so that's really what i'm working on in those mini courses whatever the goal is that's that's part of the process but really this overhaul in our mindset shift to the knowing that we can be and do whatever we want to be and do yes that is my philosophy as well. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. And it's not going to be hard either. People always say, oh, it's, oh, it's not going to be hard. It's not. Let's let that go. <laughs> so true. What advice can you give someone to take preventive measures to protect their mental health? And I know oh, we spoke that is earlier, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To protect one's mental health, right? Yes. First of all, know that this is an inside job. Mm -hmm. Stop right now. If you're a person who is relying on external forces to validate you, I don't care if you're an author, you sold one book or one million books or zero books, you're still an author. You're still great at it. I don't care if anybody's complimented your cooking. If you cook, you're a great cook. You make that decision for yourself. The person, the, the, we're looking externally for something that only we can do. So if you right. really want to protect your mental health, start applauding. You become your biggest cheerleader. Yes. Start applauding you every day. Start celebrating you every day. It doesn't mean run out and buy stuff we can't afford. No, that's not how we celebrate <laughs> ourselves. It's these kind words, time with ourselves. Spend some time with you. Your mental mm -hmm. health will improve. Turn off the social media, turn off the phone, stop hanging out so much. Spend some time becoming your own best friend. And then you'll realize how wonderful you are, how amazing you are. That will help to protect your mental health because there are things out there. Those external things will never know you the way you should know you. Yes, yes. Great advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. Well, I know we up for time, but I got a couple of more questions. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to share about what's next before we go and how someone can purchase your books or attain your services? Yes. Okay. So I want to tell, um, the, this um, what's next is I am it's is next is current and it's great is I do a leaders in high heels um, 12 week group coaching session and oh. I tell people that you can go uh, fast by yourself but you can go far to where you want to be if you if you combine energy so it's 12 weeks called leaders in high heels um, okay. I encourage people to uh, to check out that, message me on my website, which is drdravonjames.com. Join our Facebook group um, so that you can get into that 12-week program. We meet one hour per week, so every woman can find one hour per week. I try to do it on a weekend so that um, people don't have to 
you know, I, I do classes on the week too. I find women are so busy during the week. So we try to meet one hour over a weekend so that we can get our 12 weeks in and achieve our goals. So that's what's next great and current for us. And then um, how you can connect with me on my website, drdravonjames.com. I'm on all social medias under the same name. And I think you asked me a third question. This is my brain. That's okay. We've oh, been talking a lot. <laughs> I wish I could share this with our audience too, because I think it's so very important because we talk about a lot of stuff and we, we talk about becoming our next great self, but yeah. I want you to know that right now, right now in this moment, you are enough, you know, enough and you have enough to be the individual that you want to be. Yes. Thank you. Dr. Drayvon, it has been a pleasure having you on my show and I do look forward to chatting further. I am going to take that class, but my question to you, do you have any retreats? Do you give any retreats or anything like that? I haven't done a retreat in about three years. So maybe you're speaking that into existence. I have, I used to, and I have not done one in about three years. So maybe I have to start working on something like that. That's a great idea. That's something I think maybe the COVID pandemic and all that sort of, um, I got out of that, but yeah, I, I have, and I, and I will. Yes, I, that would be great. Because I'll be one ready to come because I love what you're doing. I, I, I can see that I can get something out of it myself. So well, I am we'll going to take together. it. We'll yes. partner together. You got a great book. We'll partner together. We'll put a retreat together. People would love it. Yes, they would. <laughs> so much. Okay. Well, we're up for time, listeners. I have reached my destination. I am the award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. I hope to inspire others who are on their journey towards success to never give up on your dreams and learn how to recognize behavioral problems. Please visit to purchase my book at journeyofasapphire.com, also available on amazon.com, Kindle Fire. I leave you with this quote. When you are enthusiastic and proud of what you do and where you are, you'll be better equipped to overcome any obstacles that come your way. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. And cheers to you, doctor. I'll be talking with you soon as well. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in. 